honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on thesportstuff.com. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on thesportstuff.com, iTunes, Stitcher, and Double Twist. It's nice to be back on board once again today. As I guess I'm still keeping the regular schedule, which is nice for keeping up with the team in the playoffs and all that, but it's annoying that I can't get cleanups done because obviously we had 14 inches last week, but I gotta think it's uh, gonna be catching up pretty soon because... Snow usually doesn't survive 50 and 60 degree temperatures. That's Fahrenheit for those of you in Australia, of course. I don't think, yeah, I think you know it's not like, yeah, super duper hot. Like 60 Celsius would be like death in the family, you know. So, <laughs> but that's the explanation as to why I'm still able to keep up with a regular schedule of Timberwolves Explosion for the moment. But it's going to get going pretty quick here, I got to think. It's consistently going to be spring now. So those of you here locally in the Twin Cities, it's spring. It's spring. It's finally spring. It's about a month late, but <laughs> it's spring. <laughs> as for the Timberwolves, well, they're finally in the playoffs and all that, but as expected, when you're playing against the number one seed and a team we don't match up well with at all that swept us in the regular season, well, the Timberwolves are down two games to zero. And, well, that kind of is what that is, but that's not what the annoying part is. The annoying part is losing game one the way we did. That was on the 15th of April. Of course, game two is on the 18th. Woohoo. Well, yeah. Uh, 15th of April, 104-101. You heard that correctly. 104-101. Yeah. Uh, so, that means the Wolves had a legitimate shot of winning this game. And you just knew when we didn't win this game that things were just going to spiral down the way they did. And you know what? Look at the Minnesota Wild the last five or six years or so. Other than, I suppose, well, okay, other than the year they beat Colorado the second time <laughs> in 2014. And, of course, you got past St. Louis. But really, uh, at least the last three years or so, at very least the last three years or so, you play well in that first game, particularly last year especially, and this year, and you just don't get the job done. And then game two is much worse. Surprise, surprise. And it's so frustrating. And it's just like, here we go again. Um... Hopefully this team isn't going to head down the same direction as the Wild. Yeah, they got out of the first round a couple of times, beaten the second right away. Um, <clears throat> but you don't want to go in the Kevin McHale, Flip Saunders era. And again, no disrespect to Flip Saunders, obviously. But that team did not get over the hump back in the day until their final playoff appearance, and I've talked about that in uh, numerous occasions. It's one thing you get out in the first round the first time around and blah, blah, blah. It's a learning experience, but... I don't know. I think Carl Towns is getting a Carl Anthony Towns is getting more of a reality check here, and it's the same stuff we've seen the last couple of years against good teams and teams with good, talented big men. Whether they're really large and strong and good, or they're quick and smart, like Clint Capella, who is also a big guy, and Nene Hilario or Nene, I guess I don't know if you can call him Nene Hilario or Nene, whatever it is. But uh, yeah, well. Yeah, the whole point is you don't want to get stuck in the black hole of losing in the first round six, seven years in a row like the Kevin McHale and Flip Saunders era. I have said repeatedly, and again, no disrespect to anybody listening, after the Timberwolves got swept in 0-2 by the Dallas Mavericks, and that's like enough is enough, I would have fired both McHale and Flip Saunders after that series if I was the owner. And again, I think the reason why Flip didn't get fired was because he had just signed that massive contract, and yeah, that's a pretty big buyout. I remember how he flirted with the Portland Trailblazers around that time and got a huge contract extension, which was kind of like, well, geez, I guess. It's not like he was a bad coach. Obviously, he's a good coach. But eventually, you need a different voice. Different. It's just a different voice, that type of thing. And again, this is back in 02. <clears throat> Kevin McHale, the president, or excuse me, Flip Saunders, the president of basketball operations. Oh, my. Oh, I would have kept him here as long as he wanted to be here because, obviously, he had uh, he knew what he was doing way beyond what Kevin McHale did. Um, yeah, Kevin McHale, at a bare minimum, would have been gone. And I don't think anybody in the Wolves organization, Flip or Kevin Garnett at the time, guys like that, would have had a huge problem with it. At a bare minimum, Kevin McHale would have absolutely been fired after that series and because of his poor uh, salary cap management and all that. Now look at me going off into somewhere else, but well, it's the same team and it's a similar situation. You don't want to get stuck with salary caps. 
Andrew Wiggins, you know, mm, that's a big contract. I know it's a new TV contract and all that, so it's a little bit easier to fit under the cap and all that, but because the cap is like up at the moon or so, somewhere around there, but still uh, difficult to say. I don't feel real good about that contract right now, and I don't think many of you do. Okay, go ahead and get mad at me. I'm a troll. I'm a troll. That's the new word we all like to call everybody. Of course, people have been using that word the last seven, eight years now or even longer. But, yep, I'm a, I'm a troll for saying that. Well, the Timberwolves trolled the fans in this game by not getting the job done. Carl Anthony Towns' playoff debut. Well, he got 12 rebounds. He got a double-digit uh, statistic in the game. He even had four offensive rebounds, one of them a nice putback, keeping the Wolves in the game after it. just some terrible shot selection by the greatest most clutch player ever, Jimmy Butler. Yeah, he's had clutch moments, but you know what? I'm sick and tired of him with the ball at the end of the game. Raise your hand. Show of hands, David Kahn style. Show of hands. Are you tired of Jimmy Butler's last-minute shot or last play of the game shots? Are, are, are you tired of him? Fadeaways from the three-point line? Are you kidding me? You're not even facing the basket, so you got to do a turnaround th- three? That's great. It's great stuff with, with, with a guy in your face. That's great. That's great stuff. Uh, 13 points for Jimmy Butler. That's not going to get the job done. Andrew Wiggins was solid in the game. He did it 1-3. Um, <clears throat> Derek Rose was energetic and solid. This and that. He had 16 points and all that. Andrew Wiggins actually led the team in scoring with 18. Jeff Teague was solid for the most part. A little erratic with the ball. Again, five turnovers. But the Wolves in general, it felt like they had way more turnovers than the 13 they had. You kept the Rockets in check, but there was one guy, of course, we didn't keep in check throughout this game. Well, two. (laughs) Yeah, two. Uh, The Rockets sucked from beyond the arc, except for the bearded one who ended up with 44 points and lulls you to sleep with that Euro step and just goes right past you. Uh, But you keep Houston to 27% three-point shooting. Whether it's our fantastic, awesome defense from our awesome defensive coach, the greatest coach ever defensively, or they just didn't shoot well and you got to take advantage of it. Kind of like the Warriors a couple of weeks ago, you know, take advantage of it, win the game, start the series one nothing, You know, even if you get swept in the next four games and you lose in a five-game series at the end of the day, you know what? It still feels good that you at least went into their court and stole game one. And there's always this small little chance you just might win one of the two games of Target Center coming up. And then you got yourself a possible six-game series with the Rockets. That's not bad when you consider what the Rockets did to the Timberwolves during the regular season. But instead, you just don't get the job done. You take stupid shots. You don't finish. And, of course, James Harden walks through you like you're not even there. Like you're a hologram. And, uh I'm tired of James Harden, but then again, we're stuck with him for the next X amount of years, just like Curry, just like Durant, just like Clay Thompson, just like uh, la 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 la. Go Warriors! They're gonna they're gonna just be the greatest team ever and screw anything else that may have been better in the past. Well, that's that's great. Um, it, it's sad though. I mean, this was a golden opportunity for the Timberwolves, but nobody stepped up when it mattered. Carl Anthony Towns again. That's the lead story here, and of course, it's a national thing. He's getting a real reality check. You got Stephen A. Smith going, Brother, you gotta be a man out there and not play like a, like a kid, basically. is basically what he said. Charles Barkley called the Wolves dumb, the dumbest team in the NBA, this and that. They don't take shots they need to take, and they don't go down low. You have Carl Anthony Towns basically camping out at the three-point line most of the game. Yes, he's your best three-point shooter, but... There's way more to Carl Anthony Towns' game. And then, oh, he just gets manhandled down low, this and that. And it's it's happening too often. You, you know, I mean, Marcus Gasol manhandles Carl Anthony Towns every time they play. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins manhandles Carl Anthony Towns every time they play. DeMarcus Cousins. So that would have been, an, or even Anthony Davis. That can be more of an interesting matchup on occasion with those two for some reason. Because they're kind of similar a little bit. Um need we go on? I mean, one big man after another continues to manhandle Carl Anthony Towns, particularly in these big moments, or just on the road, or this or that. Clint Capella made Carl Anthony Towns look like crap. I mean, he owned Carl Anthony Towns with Kevin Garnett numbers. 24 points, 3 blocks, 12 rebounds, 5 of them offensive, by the way, with Clint Capella. He made two-thirds of his shots. Now, of course, most of them are are very close to the basket, but that's the point. Why is Carl Anthony Towns not matching that? Stay close to the basket. Clint Capella isn't He-Man. Carl can play better down to the basket. Yes, take some three-point shots. Momentum shots. 
Not just, okay, I'm just going to camp at the three-point line and just wait for the ball. Hopefully I get it. Oh, I didn't get it this time because Jimmy's jacking up this or or Crawford's jacking up that or Derrick Rose is going to take the ball to the basket or drive or force up a shot every time he has the ball. He's turning into another Antoine bleeping Walker out there at times. He had a good game one, to be fair. But generally speaking, you're driving to the basket on Clint Capella and you're getting swatted into the next county. You're getting swatted over to San Antonio for Pete's sake. Seriously, that's not good basketball. It's it's really not. Um, this team, as much as I hate, <laughs> dislike, okay, as much as I dislike, since we're going to be so sensitive now, um, nonstop three-pointers, I think it's just, it's not the best form of basketball, but I guess in this day and age, it's effective basketball because of the zone. The zone defense clogs the middle, and you can't constantly drive to the basket as much as you'd like to because of nonstop charging calls and Obviously, this and that. Teams are able to clog the middle more than they used to in the past. That's the whole point. So then that's where you got to have more ball movement. And you got to have players that actually can make three-point shots. And I understand Carl's one of those guys, but that's not Carl's game. You know, he can shoot threes in a momentum situations, which could end up being two or three or even four attempts a game. So that wouldn't change. But the, the, the strategy, the plan here, it don't make sense, Jaw. It don't make sense, Joe. It don't make sense. Carl Anthony Towns camping beyond the three-point line for good portions of the game. Charles Barkley thinks it's, you know, fill in the blank. Stupid, dumb, whatever. Shaquille O'Neal, same thing. I mean, what what are we doing here? And that Carl has a chance to be one of them, so to speak. That's basically what they were saying. Um, that Carl has a chance to be one of them one day. You know, Hall of Famer with, with a ring, or in Chuck's case, I guess not, but at least he got there. <laughs> he got there and he went on playoff runs with this team and that team, but not nearly as much success as Shaquille or some others, David Robinson, um, this and that. I mean, Patrick Ewing went to multiple NBA finals, so hey, you know, they had success. And they're Hall of Famers, and they're first ballot Hall of Famers, no-brainers, and Carl could be that guy. But then when you're wilting, Wilting like a little flower in these final game, in, in these final games, in these playoff games, and in regular season games against larger big men. Obviously, you got to spend a lot of time in the off season in the weight room and continue to work on your game. Yes, and you and you hope Carl's going to continue to do that. But this needs to break through. That's just the whole point in these two games, game one and game two. As you could really say, like it's game two. What am I going to say about game two? One hundred two, eighty-two. That's great. I mean, that's great stuff. Uh, nobody played well in that game, for the most part. Um, well, Nemanja Bialica got a bit of more of a role, but was it mostly garbage time? Yeah, kinda, kinda garbage time when you're trailing by X amount. Wolves had a terrible uh, second quarter. It was only 37-17, so it's not that bad. But uh, yeah, it was bad. Um, it was a nasty game that didn't go well. The Wolves started out well in game two, but obviously second quarter happened, and that was kind of like the way things went the rest of the way. And again, I'm not up here ranting and insulting the team. I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> other big men getting their careers started in the postseason would have good good runs, and they'd be like, wow, Carl is going to be a star in this league for many, many years. Look at the way he is taking it to the Rockets in this playoff series. Man, the Wolves, oh, they're so close. Next year, man, next year we're going to the West Finals. You know, if, 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 if Carl has anything to say about it, this and that. But then when you, when you see this type of performance and the frustration, I don't know, you get sad, you get frustrated, and, you know, nobody here is rooting against Carl Anthony Towns. Heck, those national guys on TNT are not rooting against Carl Anthony Towns. Stephen A. Smith is not rooting against Carl Anthony Towns. But it's sad. It's disappointing. You know, you, you know he's better than this, and it's got to stop happening. So that's pretty much where things stand here at the end of the day with Carl Anthony Towns in these postseason games. Andrew Wiggins, you know what? He is what he is. You know, you're seeing what you see is what you get. He was very solid in game one, by the way. I'm not ripping him for that one. Game two, though, he had a nine-point game, and it's just, eh, six of 14. You saw the same stuff in the play in the regular season. Uh, he did add some multi-facets to his game, though. He did add a steal and a block. That's good. Three assists, eight rebounds. Eight rebounds for, for Andrew Wiggins. So those are nice statistics and everything. But again, it's not all about statistics either. Jimmy Butler, you know what, Jimmy? If this was a job where you punch in and all that, these last two games, I'm going to give you a no-call, no-show. That's four occurrences at my job because you get two occurrences for a no-call, no-show, and you're fired <laughs> if it happens two days in a row or we consider you quit. I'm considering Jimmy Butler has not had a... I'm considering Jimmy Butler quitting this in this series. 
This is not impressive. And this, this, the last second shot attempts, you know, and I know Vince Germano out there is listening and he's talking about the Butler effect and he's wanted to come on the show for a long time that it's not necessarily helping as good as he was. Some great moments in the in the regular season here and there against Denver and Portland. Some epic games. That was fun to watch, man. And you can't bleep with me when he was going off on, I, uh, I can't remember who it was, Barton, I believe, for the... Uh, Denver Nuggets. I believe it was Will Barton. Again, another David Kahn uh, uh, leading to the $5 million bag of money to fire Kurt Rambis. <clears throat> that was draft night 2011 for those of you that uh, may or may not remember that because maybe you uh, selectively forgot that one. Um, but uh, yeah, Jimmy Butler. No call, no show, man. This is a no call, no show for Jimmy Butler. That's, that's two of them. I mean, that blows. <laughs> this blows. 12 points a game. Really, man? Way to step up in the playoffs, Jimmy. And I'm sure your knee is bothering you. I get it. I get that 100%. I can't even imagine. <laughs> well, maybe I can because I've my. I mean, I've not had serious knee injuries. God willing, thank you, Lord, for that. At age 38, let's not have any now. That's for sure. Um, but I've had injuries in other areas. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I get it. Some of it lasts for a long, long time. Maybe forever sometimes. But I mean, for all the stuff he says. And for some of the shot, the type of shots he takes and the demand of the ball, this is not going to get it done at all. Um, <laughs> credit Houston for having much better defense. As old Colts Pringles, at least he has players capable of playing defense. Chris Paul, obviously, is one of the greater perimeter defenders in the league. James Harden has become respectable defensively. That's good compared to the hologram he used to be. Clint Capella, you know, I hate him at this moment. Because we're playing against him, but God, I love Clint Capella. <laughs> I love Clint Capella. Oh, I wish. Oh, Lord, in a perfect world, Clint Capella is the Timberwolves center. Carl Anthony Towns is the power forward. Let's go. Let's go. And maybe, just maybe. You know, P.J. Tucker was a guy all over the place in off-season conversation. Oh, man. Mm. As much as he complains, by the way. He complains and whines as much as Carl. Oh, what a baby sometimes. I hate watching that. But, uh. In a game when James Harden, again, another golden opportunity, by the way. The Wolves lose by 20 points in a game, in a game James Harden shoots uh, <laughs> 2 of 18. Liar. You liar, you liar! Uh, no, I'm not lying. It's true. Uh, he, 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 2 of 18. <laughs> 2 of 18 for James Harden, and the Wolves lose by 20. Yeah, because Chris Paul obviously did what he did in that game. They went from James Harden with his 44 in game one, Chris Paul's 27, and that floater he put up, it was like a finger floater, finger roll floater, that was, uh, wow, <laughs> right over Mr. Uh, Gorgie Zhang, and that thing went about uh, 15 feet in the air, maybe more, and it just kissed the bottom of the net, and that, that was a nice one. Um, I have, I, I do not like Chris Paul, I don't think anybody does right now that's listening, but uh, that was, uh, that was a hell of a game by Chris Paul. I mean, I have to give a sitting ovation. That was a hell of a game by Chris Paul. Um, but generally speaking, Houston Rockets are not playing that great. I mean, 52 three attempts, and they made less than 31%. 52 three-point attempts. Is that getting kind of silly or what? But yeah, well, Mike D'Antoni invented this whole thing that ended up leading to the uh, Dallas Mavericks and, and uh, um, Golden State Warriors and other teams that have gone this direction. So credit D'Antoni a little bit for how obviously this run-and-gun style has become in the NBA. And it's become a very good brand of basketball now because of the zone defense. Not because I like it, but because it's effective. I don't like it. <laughs> I've never been a huge fan. I like, I don't know. Okay, whatever. You know what I like. I don't need to go into it anymore. Um, 36% from the floor, though. I mean, pathetic. 7 of 17. Jer Why is Gerald Green, Green attempting 17 shots? But he had a hell of a game, though. Double-double, 21 and 12 for him. 17-3 attempts by Green, though. That's crazy. 17-3? No, no. 17 attempts. What am I talking? 12-3 attempts by uh, Green. I'm going crazy here. Sorry. Uh, 3 of 13 for Gordon, but of course, hit them when they counted. Drives you crazy. 2 of 10 from beyond the arc. That's a bit excessive. 2 of 10. 3 of 10 for Trevor Ariza. Trevor Ariza attempted 10 threes. James Harden, Jimmy James Harden, attempted 10 threes and made one. Um, but we still lose by 20 because we just did. And I don't know, Carl, again, no call, no show for him. No, he's trying, but he scored five points. And uh, five points. 
<laughs> he scored five points in the in the game. <laughs> five, five points. Um, Thirteen points in the combined games. That's good for uh, six and a half a game in the playoffs. Um, Carl, you're you're not eighteen. You know, it's one thing if you're eighteen and playing about you know um, like fifteen minutes a game because you're just too young and too raw and everything. But uh, what the hell is this? I mean, what is this? His third year now, or is it his fourth? It's his third year. Uh, oh my! Ooh, uh, yeah, it's not been a good playoff series for Carl. I'm not trying to pile on the guy. I'm just stating facts that took place, and it it hurts, kind of. You're not hearing me ripping him and dancing on his grave. I'm uh, disappointed. I'm sad. I think there's a lot more there. Just uh, That's a safe assumption, right? You know, even 10 more points a game, I think it's disappointing. 16 and a half for Carl Anthony Towns against the Rockets? That sucks, kind of, right? That's below average for Carl, and particularly in the big moments. But then you're getting... I, I just, I'm I'm beyond shocked. Does he have it in game three to come out and pound the Rockets 28 to 35 points, something like that, like he did earlier in the season to other teams? And you know what? He had some good games against the Rockets. He did. He had some great games. In fact, he was one of the lone, uh, the shining stars in those games. He was one of the, the one, he was one of the shining pieces in those games for the Wolves that ended up being some ugly ones. Obviously, Derek Rose had a really nice one recently. Uh, the most recent one against the Rockets, which the Wolves ended up losing at the end. James Harden started hitting some threes, and that was kind of all she wrote. And he had that nice smile. He's not cooking up something good anymore. He's just getting the job done. He's more concentrating on scoring than celebrating. That's good. <laughs> God bless him for that. Um, the Rockets have ever choke ability, though, because James Harden, boy, 2 of 18. You do that against the Warriors... You know, I think you're dead. I think you're dead. So, James, you better step it up. This is, this is, this <laughs> I don't know if they're just kind of not caring right now. This is like a preseason game or to, to them in the playoffs, a pre-playoff game or what it is. But, boy, James Harden, if you want that ring, you're going to have to be better than that. Um, but, un- unfortunately, the Timberwolves not ready for Houston at all. And, luckily for James Harden and Steph Curry, I guess he can have a crappy game because other people step up when you have a team this deep and a team that's capable of playing two ways. Um, congratulations to the Houston Rockets uh, at the end of the day for getting the job done in close games and blowing people out otherwise. Um, their team, there's a reason why they won 65 games this year, because they're learning how to win. This this team knows how to win games now. Um, last year, in games like Game 1, they would have lost for sure. And they were a good team last year, but they would have lost. Uh, two years ago, this Rockets team, the Wolves would have beaten them, I think. I, I think there's a pretty good chance. I mean, James Harden would have scored like 40 points a game in the series. Yeah, but obviously that team was not ready to win anything. Um, as annoying as they could be against us, we probably would have had a chance to win the series, particularly if Butler was a little bit healthier. But um, I don't know. Uh, this kind of is what it is. It kind of is what it is, isn't it? I mean, I love Clint Capella. God, I love <laughs> <laughs> have I made that clear yet? I think I'm, you guys might think I'm a little bit crazy, but you know how guys, uh, you know, across the league, like, you're man crushed on this, that, that. I guess you could say there's that for Clint Capella um, so far. Jeez, uh, he just dominated. I don't like Gerald Green very much. Obviously, he's kind of a dork, but that's okay. He, uh, he's got an attitude, and I'm not a fan of guys like that. Really, he's got a chip on his shoulder, um, particularly against the Wolves, I'm sure, for the like nobody's still remaining on the team or organization from that time, but he plays like uh, it's still going on, which is kind of silly. Um, well, you get the point. Houston didn't shoot well, and the Wolves lost both games. You know because they just the Wolves are not playing ready for the big time, and I don't understand some of it. Teague was fairly decent in Game One, but again, come com- crucial turnovers down the stretch did not help. Game Two, just like Jimmy Butler, yuck, just a crappy ass game. Not, you know, the whole game the Wolves are down by twenty plus. It was, it was just, I got, it was a boring game, honestly, boring, boring game. Um, twenty eight minutes for Tyus Jones, two points, blah blah blah. So yeah, I don't need to go over the box score. It's just obviously because that's not what you're here to listen to is the box score. Occasionally some stats though that really just slap you in the face. They're stunning. Like 2 of 18 for James Harden. That's a little stunning, and i got to mention stuff like that. So, yeah, the Wolves are down two games to zero. Will they continue into ga- uh, Game 3? I don't know. I can't believe I almost went on for 25 minutes, but I suppose it's our first time in the playoffs. Wow, for just two games. Um, Well, what do we got coming up? we got more playoff games, and two games in the Target Center at a bare minimum, 
And, well, after that, I don't know. Um, it would go all the way up to Game 7, believe it or not. Uh, game 7, no. Game 6 would be next Friday. Game uh, 3 is Saturday. Game 4 is Monday. That may or may not be the end of the season. And Game 5 is the 25th. Call me crazy, but I've got a strange feeling. I think Carl Anthony Towns is going to have a good game in one of these two. But I think the season ends Wednesday night, the 25th of April. The 25th of April, the season will end, in my humble opinion, in Houston, Texas. The Timberwolves will get swept in Houston. I think the Wolves squeak out one here. I'm not sure which one, but whatever it is, possibly Game 3. Um, but I have a feeling this is going to be a five-game series. I've kind of been saying that forever. I think Carl's going to have a big game in one of these here. He, he, you know, After hearing all this crap, all this, I think there's going to be a focus. There's going to be an energy. It's the first game, the playoff game in Target Center since Los Angeles Lakers Western Conference Finals game number six, I believe, right? Yeah, we lost in six that year, as Vince Germano would remember. As uh, Yes, the, uh, it's the whole 2-2-1-1-1 deal. And luckily they changed that into also into the NBA Finals rather than 2-3-2. Uh, so Game 6 was in Target Center. That was the last playoff game, which was a loss, unfortunately. I thought it was a win, but no, no. I mean, I thought it was Game number 2 only, but no, that series did go to 6. Uh, the Wolves ended up losing, and Lakers moved on, and this and that, and that's disappointing. Um, oh, wait a minute. No, it was in Los Angeles. Of course it was. I, I knew it was a road game. What am I talking about? Uh, game 5 would have been the last game in Target Center. Game 5, we had home court advantage. Pardon me. Game 5. Game 5 was the last game, uh, and the Wolves did lose that game because I remember the Wolves lost three in a row. Boom, 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 as even Wally Zerbiak said that. He's like, we don't want to do the same thing we did last year where it was just we went up two games to one, and then boom, boom, boom. And they did go that exact direction. <laughs> they were up two to one, and then boom, boom, boom. You get the point. Um, Houston Rockets, unfortunately, will end this series before the next show. In my humble opinion, I'd be beyond shocked if game number six was in target center on the 27th next week. Uh, more than likely, though, I'll be working outside anyway, but I'll be jumping on fairly soon, probably not that long after the series and all that. Uh, but Houston will, I will maintain my five-game thing. Uh, I'm not sure which game the Wolves will win, but I'm going to guess number one there, game number three, and then Houston will win four and wrap it up in five. That's basically my predictions. Uh, I think Carl's going to have a really large game, and then after that, I think it's going to be kind of more of the same in the next two. It's going to be something along those lines. Maybe Jimmy Butler will surprise us in one of them, and it can make things very interesting. Maybe Game 5 will be really interesting and keep the Wolves going, or that'll be Game 4, but the Wolves will not win the game. Something along the likes of, like, 125-121, Jimmy Butler at 38, but the Wolves didn't win the game because James Harden had 50. You know, he, he was unconscious after some awful games in Houston. Well, awful game number two, anyway. Um, and then whoever finishes it off in Game 5. That's basically where I'm leaning right now. So that's segment number one. We're going to look at the regular, uh, the rest of the postseason a little bit here in segment number two, and then some fan interaction coming right up. Oh, please, God, tell me this isn't a trend and it's just a mirage. are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, segment number two. Let's look more at the postseason and such. Let's get to the Eastern Conference very briefly. I'm not going to like go every game in over every game in detail per se, but uh, well, Eastern Conference, you start off with the Toronto Raptors, and they look like the number one seed in the Eastern Conference for the most part. A kind of a close game with Washington in game number one as they pulled away down the stretch. That was a close one. Washington was making an interesting game number two, though. 130 to 119. Toronto again kind of flexing their muscles and moving forward. I still very strong possibility they're going to the NBA Finals in my humble opinion. Cleveland got slaughtered by Indiana in game number one. You got game number two. Cleveland slid past them just barely as that was all in Cleveland there. Cleveland Cavaliers lucky to be coming out of that one with a 1-1 <laughs> with a 1-1 series record and everything. Oh, and it's 420. Don't even get me started. I don't care. Oh, I don't give a crap about 420. Yeah, I don't care. We're happy for you. I'm just, you know what? I'm too busy for that to even care. I don't even want to know. But it's 420 and it's the Rockets, uh, excuse me, the Cavaliers uh, heading to Indiana. 
I think the Pacers are going to win that series. I kind of do. I don't know. Well, I mean, Cleveland, you got LeBron James. You still got the best player in the world. Will he will his team to victory? Very big possibility. But even if they do win that series, I think there's almost no chance to get past Toronto. It's kind of looking like hockey now, where you, you assume they're the number two team or whatever, and they're good, but they got to play the top team in the next round because uh, you're stuck in the division, whatever, in hockey. But in this case, it's just the way it is. They're the number four seed. And, well, <laughs> Philadelphia... You know, Miami made things very interesting in the first half of that game, and then as things progressed into the third quarter and such, Philadelphia just said, oh, yeah, okay, we're done playing, and that was kind of too easy. And then you had a vintage Dwayne Wade game. That was kind of cool in game number uh, game number two. Miami won in Philadelphia 28 points for Dwayne Wade. It looked like 2006, kind of, sort of. Or maybe 2011, 12-ish, 11-12-ish, when he was still pretty good, obviously. And the Miami Heat uh, rolled past the uh, Indiana Pacers after the Pacers made things frighteningly interesting in that second-round series. The infamous uh, blowing in LeBron's ear. Boy, has it been that long already? Is Lance Stevenson that old? I guess he is. But uh, or was that, a, that was a little bit afterward. I think that was 2014, actually, LeBron's final year in Miami. But regardless, whatever it was, yeah, Lance Stevenson, that was funny. Yeah, Lance Stevenson was barely even playing in that 2012. It was 2014, so... Get your facts straight, Joey. Well, I did. Philadelphia, same thing in game number three in Miami. Miami kept it close for a while, and then Philly just started to pull away in the second half, as Philly is just kind of one of those tale of two halves type of teams, where it seems like they screw around a little bit in the first half, and then they show their true colors in the second. Joel Embiid, well, yeah, he was pretty good in his debut. He's the man behind the mask and all that now. He's he's the new, uh, I don't even know, Rip Hamilton. Well, not really. But, uh, yeah, he's wearing the mask, and uh, he uh, did a hell of a job. Not the greatest numbers <clears throat> in terms of 5 of 11. That's not much. But, well, you want to go for the old uh, Paladino Joey uh, efficiency rating. <clears throat> he only attempted 11 shots and made 23 points. So, scored 23 points, 3 blocks in the game. Hit a, hit a 3 out of 4 from downtown. <clears throat> That's kind of how you get it done. As, generally speaking, he's down low getting the job done and doing uh, hell, doing <laughs> yeoman's work out there for the Philadelphia 76ers as uh, they just made it look easy down the stretch. Uh, boy, Markel Fultz, number one pick, huh? Well, kind of a number. He, he was going to be a number one pick, but uh, yeah, wow, four minutes. I don't know. Still coming back from that injury, and he's non-factor so far. Uh, Aussie magic, Aussie magic. Yeah, he didn't get the triple-double, but they won anyway. And again, four steals in the game. Aussie Magic looking good. That's Ben Simmons, by the way. Aussie Magic over there doing a hell of a job. And the Sixers making things look awfully easy against a Heat team that's got pieces, but I don't know. They're kind of another one of those what-the-hell-are-they-doing type of teams where they're just kind of hanging on. They're kind of like the Minnesota Wild, aren't they? Where they just have this veteran and that veteran and this young guy and that young guy, and they make the playoffs, but that's it. They just make the playoffs and... And, and that's it. <clears throat> Milwaukee and Boston. I'm kind of surprised here. I'm disappointed in Milwaukee. Um, they were playing well in the first game, and they let that one go, kind of like uh, Washington uh, Wizards against uh, Toronto Raptors. Gosh, it's just two basketballs for their logo. That's great stuff. You know, Toronto, way to be creative. Not. I mean, they were before, and then they just have a ball with a claw on it. That's spectacular uh, creativity for a team called the Frickin' Raptors, obviously. Why is a 2 kitty like to have a, 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 a real Raptor there like they used to? I don't know. I don't understand some of the logic here. By the way, I will throw this a little side note. Uh, I, I, I like the Wolves City jerseys. They're not my favorite of all time, but they're okay. And uh, I think the Wolves, but I think the Wolves should uh, change the jerseys for game number three. Yeah, don't stick with the City logos. As now, obviously, the home team decides this and that. But when the Wolves uh, are on the road, and as long as the colors are different enough, it works. Both teams are wearing, like, road jerseys. The Rockets have been wearing their third jerseys. I wish they, you know, I do like them better than those boring white ones, though. But uh, where, where the... Where are the red and gold ones from the good old days? Oh, at least, you know, like a modernized one with those colors, though. Oh, man, I love that. Boston's up 2 nothing though. Milwaukee, disappointing. Again, similar to the Wild and the Wolves and the Washington Wizards and this team and that team. When you're in a dogfight in game number one on the road, you got to win that game. Because look at game number two, 120 to 106. I mean, what more do I have to say? And they're playing in 420. Peace, brother. Uh, game number three tonight. They're playing in 420, bro. And they're, they're green. They're green, man. Two green teams in 420. 
The moon's going to turn green at 10 p.m. tonight, bro. It's going to be a full moon. It's going to be green, bro. Yeah, bro, man. <laughs> okay, just kidding. Yeah, um, should have hit the dump button, bro. Come on, man. 120 to 106. That series, well, I'm disappointed in Milwaukee. I thought they had more coming. Boston, oh, good job. I mean, that's all I got to say. I mean, Marcus Smart wasn't even available, you know? And, you know, and I was talking about Marcus Smart. You know, he'll he'll hold down the fort. No, he didn't. He didn't. He wasn't there. Um, game number two, obviously, well, he was there, but he didn't play. Uh, the Greek Freak, obviously, one of the franchise players of basketball, 30 points. And even in that second game, almost had a triple-double. Man, Jalen Brown really showing what he could do, though, a 30-point second game there. Rozier's done a nice job at point guard, just filling in and doing a hell of a job. Uh, who knows? This team just, I don't know. I, I don't think they're going to survive Philly. But maybe, I mean, they have a lot of nice young talent, despite no Kyrie Irving, no Gordon Hayward. It's scary to think how good the Boston Celtics would be if they did have Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward. I think they'd be the, I think they'd win the Eastern Conference I think they would. Um, I had them in the finals at the beginning of the season, and I don't know. Uh, I doubt it, but mm, even Greg Monroe in limited time against, uh, well, yeah, well, uh, <laughs> yeah, against his former team. That's weird. Greg Monroe's been all over the place, hasn't he? He was at Denver, or with uh, Detroit, pardon me, the Bucks, and now he's on the uh, Celtics. Greg Monroe, isn't that weird? That guy's become a journeyman, but uh, he's doing okay. Um, wow, Marquise Morris off the bench, too. Uh, Marcus Morris. Marcus Morris. Stupid Morris's. <laughs> I can't get, get sorry about that. Marquise on the, uh, I believe he's on the Pistons, right? So, yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, yeah, that whole Clipper trade, too. That made things very interesting. But uh, mm, Boston Celtics looking awfully good. Uh, Jalen Brown turning into one of those Danny Ainge specialties in the draft. Uh, he was, he's a damn good drafter, and he's been a good drafter for a long time. Some of his trades had, hadn't been so great, but his draft's good. Obviously, Wolves down 2 nothing. We've talked about that enough. Oh, Ricky. Oh, Ricky. I love you so much. Uh, okay. Well, OKC was able to win game one, 116-108, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I don't really like either of these teams that much, but then again, I'd like the Jazz more if Rubio wasn't on them. And it's not because I don't like Rubio. It's because I'm sick of hearing about him from Wolves fans. Uh, uh, how do you like Rubio now? How do you like Rubio now? Would you want Jeff Teague or Rubio? Do we have to talk about it every second on every page all over the world? Uh, enough is enough. Rubio's on the Jazz. Jeff Teague's on the Timberwolves. Okay. Okay. Is, is that okay now? You know, <laughs> if he wins a championship in Utah, which would be quite the uh, shocker, I, you know, it's one of those teams as good as they've been. The odds of Utah actually winning an NBA title are like, that would be weird, wouldn't it? It'd be kind of cool, I guess, for the sake of they finally got one for, after all those great seasons with the, the Stockton Malone deal. But um, I don't know. It's a good team, and they played okay. But here again, oh, Rubio. How, how much do you want Rubio, you know, after the second game? But let's look at the first game here. You know, you want to play... You want to play that card. You want to play that game. Let's play that game, brother, about how great Rubio shot. 5 of 18 in game number one. That's right. A close game. A winnable game. In game number one, you know, a game that you could take a nice advantage in the series, 5 of 18. Done! What do you think of that? So let's move on. <laughs> you know, I mean, seriously, though, I get so tired of it. Like, we're happy for you. Yeah, yeah, and Westrick had 29. I think he won that battle for the 99th time. God bless uh, both of them, but it is what it is. 102-95. A nice second game. Stronger defense. Solid, blah, blah, blah. Rubio, 6 of 16. Again, he had 22 points, but 6 of 16? Okay, 5 of 8 from downtown. I know. I know. But 6 of 16 still counts. It still counts. It's the, it still counts, I'm afraid. I mean, do I have to annoy people this much? That's still in the 30s, right? Upper 30%? Or is my math that wrong and I'm that stupid? Oh, I'm sorry. It just might scratch 40%. So I stand corrected if that's the case. Next, uh, Portland and Pelicans. That's, uh, let's, let's get the graveyard going here. That one's, uh, they're done. Portland, I'm telling you. I don't know how the well the Wolves would have done against Portland, say, if we were the sixth seed, but uh, Pelicans, boy. And the Wolves swept the Pelicans this year. Look what winning game one on the road does for you. Look what it does. The Pelicans had a dogfight in game number one. Portland only had 25 points. Pelicans only had 97. Look at the scoring in the next couple games. You know, you get well over 100 for both teams. Well, at least for the Pelicans in both games. 
and you win. Look what happens when you win game number one. Pelicans are up three games to zero. That's pretty much insurmountable. And that, you know, and I don't even want to talk about uh, Golden State and San Antonio. The Warriors are going to win that series, plain and simple. They're just just toying with the Spurs. Uh, and God bless uh, Greg Popovich's wife and all that. And Greg Popovich, of course, as she passed away a couple of days ago. And uh, moment of silence for Mrs. Popovich. Um, yeah, that's, that's sad news. And God bless, and, you know, um, God bless uh, Greg Popovich. And that is, uh, well, that's basically uh, what, what you can say there at the end of the day. It's never, it's always sad news, especially too, too young, you know. Um, Rajon Rondo, though, looks like Rajon Rondo and Drew Holiday. What a nice backcourt, eh? I like that backcourt. Anthony Davis, see, this is what you need from Carl Anthony Towns. 35-14 and 14 against the Portland team that's got some big men, but they're not as good as uh, Anthony Davis. Carl, you're supposed to be better than Clint Capella. You're supposed to be better than Clint Capella, Carl. I mean, let's let's go. Come on, Carl. Let's see what you can do. God bless. Uh, Drew Holiday, you all hated him. You all doubted him. Well, not hated him, but you doubted him because he wasn't around. He was hurt, this and that, and struggled. But I've always loved Drew Holiday. And here he's starting to show why I loved him. He's starting to show. He's starting to prove me right, finally. <laughs> I love that guy. And he's had an awesome series. Uh, Rajon Rondo, though, 17 point uh, assists, pardon me, in that first game. And wow, just making it look easy. And the Blazers not uh, finishing the job, despite hanging in there the whole game. And that's what happens. See, look at Lillard. He didn't shoot well. He made three-pointers, though, four of nine and all that. But again, just finished the damn job. And look what they did. And I know Portland's not as good as Houston, but still... The Wolves might have lost a game like that. And then guess what? Portland's up three games to zero, two games to zero coming to Target Center, and it's like, whatever. And again, the Warriors are, yeah, um, they're just making the Spurs look like crap, and it's too bad. I I don't know. It is what it is. I mean, I, I think it's over for the Spurs, obviously. And Kawhi Leonard is possibly on his way out, and he's coming to the Wolves. Uh, I don't know about that, but... Uh, Interesting playoffs. You know, they haven't been as bad. Like, years past, I got frustrated with these game ones. See, this is the kind of games I don't want to watch. You know, like when the Warriors win by 20 over the Spurs, this and that. That's not a fun game. The Spurs provided nothing in that series so far. Both the Utah games are good. Both the, well, game one with the Boston and Milwaukee was good. Philly, it's like it's good in the first half, and then it gets real yucky. But the Miami second game was great. Uh, again, Indy Cleveland was crap in the first game, but second game was great, blah, blah, blah. First game between Toronto and Washington was great. Second game was crap. So you're getting some, you're getting good games. You're getting some good games and you're getting crap games, where in years past, the first round, I mean, there was like one series that was real good, but it was always between two teams that were going to get beat in the next round because here comes the Warriors or here come the Lakers or here come the Cleveland Cavaliers, you know, stuff like that. Uh, Spurs, this and that. Um, but... <clears throat> This year, you're at least getting good games mixed in. Sorry for snapping my lips so much. I'm, so, I'm probably annoying you. Uh, but that's pretty much how things are right now. There's there's scattered entertaining games this year where a lot of times the first round stinks and then the second round starts to show some, some promise for the most part. The problem is the NBA is a bit too top-heavy and those top-heavy teams tend to just roll through people and that brings the competitiveness of these games down a bit. That's what I don't like, but... Welcome to the NBA. The last, you know, since since pretty much since Magic and Bird got on the got on the got on the court, it's kind of been that way for the most part. You're not getting a lot of close games. Uh, Celtics made a mincemeat of the Rockets in that series in '86. So stuff like that. So you're you're going to get uncompetitive uh, series and, and games and this and that all the time in the NBA and even in college basketball too. So there we go again, snapping my lips. Ah. Get rid of that habit. So with that, I've rambled a bit now. Now let's get to some fan interaction to hear from you guys. It's your turn, damn it. are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, segment number three. Time to hear from you out there in the social media world, we'll call it. At Wolves Explosion. At Wolves Explosion is a Twitter account. Want to thank Vince Germano and Levi Brown for retweeting the recent show. Hope everything is going good for you guys out there. Indeed, uh, Levi Brown out of New Zealand. His brother, Tene Brown, out also there. Uh, and Vince Germano out of Australia. 
Melbourne, Australia in that case, as we continue to move forward here. Somebody followed. Okay, added them. Hopefully they're like, yeah, they're, well, they're a basketball fan. That's good to know. Cool. Good, good, good. <laughs> Going back and forth. We'll hear from Levi here. Here we go. He says, on one hand, it was good to get close to the Rockets in game one. On the other hand, if you exclude Harden, and I apologize, I didn't click like sooner. Um, on the other hand, if you exclude Harden, the Rockets made three of 25 three-pointers. Three of 25 three-pointers. Again, yes. See that? That's The Bulls needed to win that game. See, I mean, that, it's just amazing when you sit down and think about it. And yes, that's, this is why fan interaction is so valuable, too, because you guys are so knowledgeable. And you bring this stuff to the uh, to the show as well. See, it's like sometimes, you know, you don't bring all the stats together at the same time because sometimes you just can't. And it's good to get little, you know, things here and there as well. You follow so closely and keep up. Uh, he says, we needed to take advantage of that. No doubt. Uh, they ain't shooting that poorly again. <laughs> uh-huh. Hopefully we can somehow steal game two today. Well, they did shoot poorly again, but not as poorly. See, that's the thing. Um, it's it's sad, though. I, I, again, see, Harden, 2 of 18. And again, you, you get beat by 20. It's just, that's what, that's why that first segment was so long, because you're just stunned. And again, it, it's just, yeesh. Um, oh, boy. <laughs> you get the point. I'm, I'm bouncing so much. Uh, Levi continues with another one, says, I missed the first half. This is the second game. Due to meetings, but didn't bother to check the second half, seeing the halftime score. Yeah, it was crap. Looks like an awful showing, and it was. It was a crappy game. It really was. Uh, the Wolves barely showed up in that game. Nobody played well. Belitza had 16 points in what you could call virtual, virtual garbage time. Like the Wolves are down by 20 plus the whole game. Um, after that, during during and after that second quarter, it was uh, disgusting. It it really was. I can't stand it. Um, I can't stand it. Bull crap, right? So that's the Twitter account, and thank you, Levi. I love the inclusion. Keep them coming, buddy. Um, so now we will rapidly, we'll make rapid progress over to Facebook. It's a bit busy over there. Uh, a couple of quotes from Wayno. Oh, come on. There we go. Things just sits there. Okay, so the visitor posts and all that. This was on Sunday after game number one, or during game number one where Wayne Hunt gets things started here. Of course, Wayne Hunt, host of the Courtside Podcast with Vince Germano and Stu Benson, all out of Australia, but different parts of Australia. Wayne Hunt and Stu are actually both from Sydney and Vince Germano from Melbourne, Australia. So there it is. Wonderful show, podcast. Uh, wonderful podcast out there on iTunes and Podbean at the bare minimum. And of course, probably others uh, out there as well. Of course, Double Twist mirrors everything on iTunes. So you could get on a Double Twist too if you want. That's an Android application. Um awesome show. Vince Germano and Stu Benson are Laker fans. Hank McCoy is a Memphis Grizzlies fan, but generally, it's a general NBA show. They favor their teams a little bit because everybody's going to favor their team. Like, I'm going to talk about the Wolves when I go on that show, but I'm also going to talk about NBA as well. Just like I do on this show. I talk NBA. I sprinkle an NBA conversation. In fact, the whole second segment was NBA conversation as you head into the postseason, and a lot of these postseason shows are just 100% NBA because the Wolves weren't involved. But again, right now the Wolves are, but it's not the, they're not the only team in the playoffs. See, you get the idea? They're the feature presentation, but yeah, let's move on. Wayne Hunt says, hey, Vince Germano, where are all those loud, loose Derrick Rose haters now? Seems like a pretty good pickup to me heading into the playoffs. And zing! And that was in game one and all that. He had the good game. But there's a side to Derrick Rose that's not good for this current roster at the moment in terms of, again, he's not a spot-up three-point shooter where you can just kick it out and have him catch and shoot. He's not that kind of guy, and the Wolves don't really have one, you know? And that's a problem. Carl can be, but he's a big man. Again, momentum threes. You don't want him just out there all the time. You want momentum shots where, okay, here we come up the court, catch, shoot, boom. There you go. That's what Carl Anthony Towns' role should be in the three-point department. Generally speaking, he needs to be down low 80% of the time, I, I think. You know, he can go out on occasion. It's a certain play. You draw stuff up. Guys are moving around. And you know what? If it's a rotation thing, you're rotating. He's down low. Okay, now he's rotating up because we're moving the ball around this and that. Catch and shoot three. Okay, I, I can live with that, but not constantly waiting for the ball. Like, hey, out here, come on. You know, and a half-court set. That's not good. Well, what, what's going on? Clint is just like, oh, okay, I'll just catch your miss, whoever you are, as there's no chance for any offensive rebound if Carl's out on the uh, perimeter. And, well, there's no chance of any nice close two-point shot either. We're just going to do mid-range fadeaways the whole game because we're pretending to be Michael Jordan when we're not Michael Jordan, you know? Yeah, um, if you're going to take mid-range shots, you better be amazing at them. 
like Michael Jordan, like Sam Cassell, like guys that aren't on the Timberwolves roster. Let's, uh, you know, this team does need more spot-up three-point shooters. And again, that's where Zach Levine is a big loss. Of course, he would dribble and jack up threes, which I think is garbage basketball. That's what I don't like about Curry, one one of the many things I don't like about him. But they go in because he just got so damn good at the three-point shot. He can dribble around like an idiot and and force up threes all day, and they still go in. Um, I don't like that brand of basketball. It's J.J. Barea style. I've never liked that kind of ball. But if it goes in, it goes in, and you're the greatest ever. We're happy for you. But I'm, I don't find it entertaining. I find moving the ball around, catch and shoot threes, that's workable. And it's effective. And, well, that's how you avoid getting clogged in the zone, and that's why the NBA is... Uh, headed in that direction for the last five to ten years or so. Well, really about five-ish years, five-plus years uh, and such, and it's continued. Obviously, the zone's been around since Wally was on the Wolves, but um, yeah, we'll continue. Let's get to what Mr. Uh, Derek Rose, uh, the Derek Rose conversation with Wayne Hunt, but of course, nice foul beyond the arc on James Harden, too, and that was annoying. I, I'm sick of the Timberwolves fouling guys beyond the arc. It's we, We've got to lead the league in that category, right? That'd be an interesting stat to pull up if it's humanly possible. Uh, fouls beyond the arc. Four-point plays given up. It's just, oh, my God. And if you're, it's so annoying. <sighs> well, and then Wayne Hunt says, well, that's going to happen. But why is it going to happen? It, that's too much. <laughs> Derek Rose's defense on James Harden in that game sucked. And you know what? Derek Rose's defense sucks. <laughs> and you know what? That's nothing new. But uh, it's not going to get any better, obviously, after a post-knee injury. So, I'll continue. <laughs> yeah. Uh, his, yeah, the Wolves don't have a whole lot of guys that are good defensively. But I had to say it. It, You know, Wayne Hunt says, well, that's going to happen. You're playing the Rockets. Yeah. Harden is going to flop every time he shoots. Yeah, I got that, too. I guess that's true. You won't beat officials in this series. End of the third at the moment would like to see a bit more out of Jimmy Butler and Wiggins keep his hands uh, keep his hands out of the cookie jar. Yep, <laughs> this game is winnable. It was winnable, and the Wolves did not get the job done. And Jimmy Butler was just you know all he did was force up a fadeaway from three point land. That's not going to get it done. And of course, again, you're down by three against a team that knows how to play defense with eight seconds remaining. You're not necessarily going to get the best shot in the world, but I think it could be better than just dribbling and forcing up a fadeaway from the three point line. I don't know. I mean, even Michael would have struggled with those, right? Um, uh, we, that was the kind of game, though, that could change things dramatically in a series. Maybe Houston would have won the next four, but at least you'd have that feeling you were ahead in the series. Ahead in the series against the Rockets. That's not going to happen very often. Let's continue. I was saying, then again, that's the story of this team the last three years plus. Again, not getting the job done in close games. And they didn't. So, yeah, uh, Wayne Hunt says, this is also the NBA and anything can happen. Right now, Wolves have the upper hand. No one expects them to win this game or this series. All the pressure's on the Rockets, and damn right. And that's a lot of the reason why James Harden did not play well in the second game, because the pressure's on the Rockets to go out and crush the Wolves. But luckily for James Harden, there's enough around him, including Chris Paul, who is very hungry for that title, obviously. And I think he'll finally at least get to the West Finals. And after that, well... It's on you guys. Get the job done, Houston. I I will be in their corner because I cannot stand the Warriors. Okay, I love the Warriors so much. I love them. Just love the Warriors. Uh, I just don't. I don't even like the Rockets, but I like them more than the Warriors. Um, They've been shrinking violets ever since they... Yeah, literally ever since they did not get the job done against the Utah Jazz back in 96-97. You know, that's when they've really not been... They've not been a team out there getting the job done, despite their talented rosters up and down the uh, over the years. The Barkley Drexler team, that team should have gotten to at least one NBA Finals. That was a very dangerous team. And years later with McGrady and Yao Ming, they didn't even compete. I mean, okay, they, they had that amazing winning streak. What did they win? Like 20 games in a row? And they lost in the first round? That, that don't make sense, Joe. <laughs> that don't make sense, Joe. Um, wow. Oh my god. I was saying how both Rose and Crawford are erratic, but I'd rather have Rose at this point. But then again, I mean, they're both, I don't know. Rose can be better, but he's also a bit crazy. He's trying to be MVP Rose, and I I, I don't know. Maybe it's still in him at some point, but it ain't there right now. Vince Germano says, yes, sir. Why it continues? I thought that was it. No, not that much longer. Dan May, welcome back to Timberwolves Explosion, Dan. He says, and why was Butler the one shooting the three? 
Don't think Towns touched the ball in the last quarter. Exactly. See, that's the thing. No, not really. I was saying how it's weird. It seemed like Towns wasn't involved most of the game, and he was all over the place. Uh, Wayne Hunt continues saying, like I said on on our show, and it was great, by the way, that last Timberwolves, uh, that last uh, courtside podcast when they went into Wolves conversation, awesome. Any Wolves fan, you got to check out courtside podcast as they do love the Wolves and they uh, talk about them extensively, particularly on the last one. But they talk about the Wolves a decent amount and then they bring up my name as we like to shout out to each other. We're good friends and it's just awesome. Uh, <laughs> nobody's going to agree on everything. Obviously, Vince and uh, Wayne had a pretty uh, excessive argument about press conferences late there because Greg Popovich in press conferences is a dick. He is a dick, and there's no doubt about it. And it became a bit, and then it's become, it's gone from a funny bit to him back being a flat-out dick again, and it's annoying. Um, Vin, uh, Vince Germano's take was... Uh, you got to have press conferences where Wayne Hunt was saying, just get rid of press conferences altogether, completely. Um, what's the point of it? And then Vince is saying, you know, no, no, it's backwards. Vince was saying, get rid of press conferences because what's the point? They're not going to tell you anything. Sorry, I mixed you guys up. Um, Vince Germano was saying, get rid of them altogether. They're not going to tell you anything important. And Wayne was saying, the fans need to hear. And I was kind of going back and forth in that one. I'm kind of on Hank's side, kind of. I get both arguments, though, that they don't really give you anything. A lot of times they insult your intelligence and it's annoying. Like, look at Rick Spielman with the Vikings. Again, we're going to get the player who most who's the, who's the best player available for this team or something. You know, anybody can say that. I, I can say that. I can go up there. I could, I could, let's say I don't know anything about the Miami Dolphins right now. I don't really know a whole lot about them other than they're not that good. Well, as a Miami Dolphins general manager... We're going to pick the best player available and who who we see fit to uh, help this team. And it's like, wow. <laughs> that's basically, you know, as they're heading into the NFL draft, whatever, in a week. Wow. That's uh, X. That's wow. Man, that that's really got people going now. Mm. So that's, I get both sides. Um, where Hank, Hank is saying, hey, we want to hear something from the fans rather than what's it going to take for the Spurs in game number two? And he's just like, hard work. You know, thanks. Thanks, Pop. So, yeah, I, I don't like that either. Um, let's move on. Uh, Wayne Hunt says, like I said in the last show, he's got to demand the ball, and Wiggins should be doing it as well, demanding the ball. But Towns needs to be in the block, screaming at Jeff T, give me the effing ball. Those two in particular, this game needed to be way more aggressive, and I do believe he means Wiggins. Oh, no, Towns and uh, Butler. No, Towns and Wiggins. Towns and Wiggins. Those two in particular, this game needed to be way more aggressive. Can't expect Jimmy Butler to do it all. A complete game beats this Houston squad. And a complete game would have beaten the Houston squad. A complete game would have beaten the Houston squad, but it was not a complete game. And Jimmy Butler was not that good. And, of course, he can't do it all, and he was not that good. So, continue. I was saying I thought Jeff Teague was aggressive for the most part, but he turned the ball over way too much. It's inexcusable that Towns had so few touches and was pretty uninvolved most of the game, blah, blah, blah. I was kind of having conversations back and forth. And then Wayne Hunt says Wiggins' free throws have been excellent. And yeah, finally, as he made the clutch free throws down the stretch in that Denver game to put the Wolves in the playoffs, and that was nice. Wayne, uh, excuse me, Vince Germano says, I'm hoping, like hell, these Rockets and Flogboy D'Antoni choke big time. Go Wolves. And I wish they would, but it doesn't look like it. Um, Dan Tony is doing a good job for the Rockets so far. Um, nobody was doing well with the Rockets the last couple of years. Look how good Houston was last year with Dan Tony, even without the, the Chris Paul edition and such. Um, so I'm going to give Dan Tony credit. Now we'll, we'll see what happens. Obviously, they choked pretty mightily against the Spurs in round number two. That didn't look good, but well, we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens. What if they choked here, Utah or something? Could happen, but it hasn't yet. Uh, we'll continue now again after game one. Wayne Hunt says, tough, tough game to lose. Tough game to watch as well. Wolves had chances. Gotta capitalize on those Houston mistakes. If I'm Coach Tibbs heading into game two, I'm talking to the team about playoff intensity. Felt like only half the guys were locked in. Can't wait for that first Wolves home game. And that, I think, will be different. I do think that things will be different and the Wolves will actually win game three or at least be extremely competitive. But um, I think... You're going to see a much better game from Carl Anthony Towns in game number three, in my humble opinion. I, I do. You're, you're going to see something change. Uh, there's no way Carl's happy, and of course he's hearing it. He is hearing too much of late from everybody, and I mean everybody, and that would not be something I would particularly enjoy. So, uh, awesome take there, Wayne Hunt. Uh, Vince Germano says, I get that Carl Towns 
is a playoff virgin. But I hope he took note of Embiid's play in Miami. Exactly. If Also, if Jimmy is going to be treated like the second coming of Michael Jordan, he might want to play like it in the playoffs. So GD frustrating. I'm saying, uh, in saying that, go Wolves. And yeah, um, it is so dulder and frustrating. <laughs> I don't like to quite say those words, but I understand. You can say it. Um, I say it too, but I yeah, try not to say it too much. <laughs> it is so... So bleep and frustrating. It is. Um, it's, ah, uh, yep. Yeah, um, can you blame the knee? I don't know. Maybe. I just think he's not playing well, regardless if his knee's hurting him or not. I think he's not playing well. You know, if you're going to come back, come back, or, you know, at least close enough that you're going to be close enough to being uh, the Jimmy Butler we know. I know people play hurt this and that, but I mean, if it's affecting him this much, maybe he doesn't belong out there. Um, uh, yeah, and obviously you can't do it all, this and that, but again, forcing up stupid shots isn't going to help anybody either. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's been terrible. It's been terrible. And yes, Embiid, nice debut so far against the Miami Heat and all that. So good start for uh, Joel Embiid, and I expect that team to continue to go all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals unless the Boston Celtics uh, really are ready to play them. I don't think they'll beat them, but maybe we'll see what happens. So with that, we're going to wrap up the show. I want to thank you guys very much for being a part of things here. Again, let's uh, talk about the phone lines. 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention you're calling in for a Timberwolves explosion. Do your statement, shout-out, comment, question, and opine. It's a three-minute limit for that one. So because it's an actual real voicemail, you know, internet voicemail, but it's a voicemail. And then there's the call now button on the Facebook page. It is uh, facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion, by the way, for the Facebook page. Um, and there's the call now button. It goes to the same phone line through Facebook Messenger. Same three-minute limit, but it's free for anybody anywhere because Facebook Messenger is free for anybody anywhere as long as there's Wi-Fi or data connection. Going to give a quick shout-out to Flips Army also. Flips Army is also a Facebook page out there that uh, is kind enough to allow me to post links to Timberwolves Explosion on that page. Great in-game conversation, Timberwolves conversation in general, this and that. Some people post better things than others because that's just how it is. That's on everything. But uh, yes, uh, wonderful face equation to interact with uh, some pretty nice people that like to talk wolves of all ages, young, old, medium. I guess you could call me medium, this and that at this stage. Um, but uh, we're all there. A lot of us veteran wolves fans, some of them younger, but uh <laughs> good in, good interaction, good conversation. Not everybody's going to agree with each other. That's a given. But welcome to planet Earth in that case. So uh, do give that page a like and follow and join the conversation. It's worth it. Awesome. Um, the final way to get on the show is audio submission. That's a, that's a new thing in the, the podcasting world. Well, kind of new. It's just a new term. People don't say it very much. Audio submission. That is by using your smart device, or maybe Audacity on a laptop with a, with a real microphone, which some of you might be doing out there. Audacity is obviously a uh, computer program, computer application, whatever you download for free off of audacity.com, whatever that is. Um, or your smartphone's uh, free voice recorder, which every smartphone or smart device, iPad, Samsung tablet, whatever it is, has. Um, record it. Keep it to about five-ish minutes. There's no real limit, though, so don't worry about that. You won't get cut off like the three-minute thing on the call now. Save it and email it to paladinolive at yahoo.com. Paladinolive at yahoo.com. It'd be great to have you on the show. And please do. I'm missing people. I haven't heard a voice on this show in forever. Somebody join. Vince Germano, any of you guys can do it. It doesn't matter where you're from. Obviously, Tanae's done it from New Zealand. He's super busy, though. That guy works harder than me, and that's saying a lot. <laughs> that guy works insane hours and I think uh from what I'm from what I gather from what I reckon as they might say <laughs> that uh, Levi is a hard worker as well uh obviously the meetings and such so keep it up uh guys keep joining the show thank you for the post though at very least Wayne on Vince Germano and uh Levi Brown thank you very much for being a part of this show god bless you can't wait to hear from you again and it'll be awesome to hear one of your voices on this show at some point in time it's <laughs> the runway's yours join baby join so I wish it was more positive right now, but it isn't. We'll see. We'll head into next season. There's going to be some changes to this roster in the offseason. I, I guarantee you there's going to be something fairly significant, I think, because we're just not there yet, and we'll see what happens. With that, we'll take a uh, hiatus here. It might be a week. It might be longer. It might be just a week again. I'll be right back here. Maybe it's raining on. And in, in, anytime it rains, I'll probably join back on again, of course. 
because you can't work outside. Or if we're just not working outside and I have time to get on the air, we'll get caught up with the NBA playoffs. Same with the Brave the Wild show as well. If you like hockey, uh, Brave the Wild podcast out there. Do check that out if you could. And of course, Minnesota Vikings draft preview. Purple Mafia, check out that podcast. Minnesota Vikings draft preview is already out there on iTunes. Download it and check it out, baby. Of course, I've been keeping up with the Wild in the playoffs. It's kind of similar to the Wolves. Ah, it's frustrating. Why can't we be on the waiting end of these? What if both teams were like making playoff runs? Wouldn't that be fun? Oh, man. Just doesn't happen here, does it, in Minnesota? Some sometimes, but not much. So with that, we'll take a break again. The release of the show will probably be a bit more sporadic from here on out because of the cleanups probably coming, more than likely. But we'll see. Maybe I'll be right here on Friday again, just as luck would have it. Until then, though, take care, everybody. We'll be back fairly soon, probably sooner than later at the very least.